You're listening to another episode of Beyond Clean with Ace, where the cleaning industry talks. And today we're out here talking with Paul Noy. Paul, uh, congratulations on getting to the retirement. Yes, it's uh, it. Uh, I, I had to work till I was 65, but I finally made it. I, I couldn't hit the lotto younger, so I guess I had to work all the way up to 65. <laughs> okay, so you're not 65 yet, but uh, when did you start in the cleaning industry? I started uh, working for my parents and my brother back in 1978. They had opened the store in 1977, and I started with them in 78. So did you do cleaning before that, or was that? Not the same as a business or anything, uh, but the in Pittsburgh, the steel mills were closing, Dad was in the steel mills, of course, and then so anyways, he's looking for a place to semi-retire. He bought a small cleaning business here in uh, Florida, and from that we grew, and then he was just, uh, decided to open up a supply store, and that's what he did. So, so, so cleaning was a second job. You did what before that? Yes, I, I, I did do some in, in high school, just earned some money, and then when we came down here, I did work for that, and we just cleaned a few offices that night before we got into um, opening the store and reselling the products. Well, you were telling me before we got on air here that you were, that, that the, the mom and dad had a cleaning business plus clean, uh, you know, plus the supplies. They did, and so the, because the, to open up a store, and to have the retail part of it, it had to keep on, you'd have to have some income coming in somewhere, and that's what they did. They did the uh, cleaning at night as well for the first few years, and then they decided it wasn't right to compete against the customers, so they let the cleaning part of it go and just concentrated on the retail sales. So when was that? Was that was that early on? or did that, that, was a, that was probably back in 1980-81, I think. Isn't it interesting how you and I go back and we go back in, <laughs> back in the day? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand that because back in the day I was doing cleaning as well and ran a lawn care service. and That's how I started my days in college and then decided college wasn't for me, so I went back to cleaning and lawns. It, uh, it was funny because a, a lot of people didn't realize how much a cleaner could make. Um, here in uh, Florida, when the phosphate mines were wide open, some of these uh, cleaning companies that landed these jobs were making hundreds and hundreds of thousands a year just off of one of the mines. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, is I, I know for me, Paul, I I was doing cleaning on the side, and that paid more than my regular 40-hour-a-week uh, job at the rental company. So it, that's, right. that's how come I went and started my own cleaning business. Yes, and, and I mean, it, and, and, and you do deserve that, and, it, and we try to teach that to people now. Don't short. Uh, sell yourself when you're doing these cleaning jobs. It, it, it takes a lot of knowledge and it takes a lot of your time, especially your downtime. There's supposed to be your fun time uh, and you just don't have it all the all there. So sometimes you have to work on the weekends and, the, and at nights and get caught out at 2 or 3 in the morning or on a Sunday afternoon when you're watching your football game or something. Oh, I was just thinking about that. I was thinking, now you're getting to retirement. you got the retirement going now. You're going to be able to not work on weekends, not work nights. That's right. Uh, when we had the um, when we had our business, we we had everybody 
uh, our regular customers had our cell phones. Uh, maybe uh-huh. not back in the seventies, but yeah. Well, hey, I, I got to tell you, I remember. I remember the day of that big long one pound thing hanging yeah. on my side. Yeah, we didn't have the phones then, but uh, once we got the cell phones, they would. Uh, they everybody had that number, and we had it posted on our front door. Uh-huh. That if there was an emergency on the weekends or in the evenings, they were allowed to call us. Yeah, well, you've been in the supply industry for a while, so probably not as many weekends and nights. No, but there were uh, a few times that people were stripping and waxing, and uh-huh. two or three o'clock in the morning, they're doing floor. So they, you're, you know, hey, you know, I know one of the things I used to do when I ran my business is I uh, used to tell my my uh, secretary. If the salesperson wants to work with me, come out at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's when we're using supplies. Yes, yes, that's right. That, uh, and a lot of nursing homes down here, that was when they had a strip of wax of floors. Sure. And so if you wanted that sale, that's when you had to go out. Um, and not only that, of course, then if there's an emergency, a water pipe break or something like that, and they don't have the equipment, the heavy rains, and it was flooding somewhere, you get the call. So what's been the history of the family business? Give us a little bit of insight into that. I mean, you, you, you can tell all the horror stories now. That's not going to make any difference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, actually, the uh, we had, um, when Dad bought the business, it, uh, on our first time that we were going to do a floor job, it was for a restaurant. And the, the owner told us, oh, this buffed the floor. We had no idea what that meant. What, what about the floor meant? <laughs> well, we didn't have Google back then. So what are we doing? We're 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 going through books and magazines and saying, what does he mean to buff a floor? Yeah, and he didn't explain because he yeah. didn't know either. <laughs> so that was uh, we read the directions on the way there. Luckily, it was a Saturday morning. Nobody <laughs> around. We just did our thing and uh, and we got out. So and it looked good. I mean, we did okay. Trial and error was the first job. So after that, did he still didn't have Google back then? So you yeah. became the encyclopedia then. Uh, basically, yeah. I mean, you you definitely have to learn and you have to keep your memory sharp because there are definitely a lot of um, areas you have to know. You have to make those quick decisions, and even when customers uh, would would come into the store, you cannot believe how many people didn't know. The, the dilution rate. They, the, the people well, Paul, that that's doing, still to, that's yeah. still today. Now you're talking. What, what, yeah. year, what, what year was that? <laughs> Back in uh, when we start first. Uh, yeah, I mean, when, you know, whenever you were learning how to run a buffer and we're learning. Oh floor, gosh, yeah. So that was that? That would have been back in '77, uh, uh, and then oh, we yeah. then we were doing the cleaning in '78, and oh, then yeah, all yeah, the way yeah. probably up into '80. We're still doing the cleaning. Our first couple of years after we opened the store. So doing the cleaning at night and learning that, actually, did that help you with running the store? Yes. And not only that, because we were just a new company, any customers that would come in and ask, hey, I need help to do something, I was free to go. I was working for my parents, so I was a free. I was free to go to go <laughs> You're help free the customer. Yeah, yeah, basically I was. <laughs> but one good thing is I got to learn 
um, about truck mounts because sure. uh, right. even then uh, we had a. Well, they were a, just getting started back then. That's right, and uh, and the guy had a small Toyota truck. Oh yeah, and he had oh, yeah. it in his truck. Uh-huh. I remember him. And of course, you know, and then he had the camper top over it. Yep. And of course, you have to remember you have to take off the to vent the the heat from the truck mount through the uh, of the camper top. You have to open up the the window up there yep well guess who didn't open up the window uh, so that's another one of those learning experiences right but this is true this is what we did back then because there was nobody you when you and i were coming up and learning this there was nobody to teach us we had to learn on our own that's right and not only that high-speed machines were just coming out oh yeah i remember uh, pioneer eclipse came out with their first uh, one of their propane burnishers and brought it to me and go can you tell us if this really works yeah, I mean, you know, we were we were part of that era. That's right. We um, even at that time, the, if you had a machine turning at one thousand RPMs, oh, you were high speed. Yeah, and you're lucky that it wasn't blowing breakers. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You're talking electric. I got to uh, try it with a propane. Yeah. So even on that, and then everybody was trying to work together finally with the manufacturers of the floor pads, the floor finishes and the machines. Oh you are, you went you I remember those days where they were all individual and nobody talked to anybody. Exactly. And you couldn't get you know as the floor finish didn't work with the propane and the pads were like who made that to go with what? Yeah, that's right. Hey, do you remember the first auto scrubbers? I don't. <laughs> I, uh, Bert probably does, but since I was in the store most of the time and then just a little bit of the cleaning, uh, Bert would have more experience on that, my brother, uh, than I would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's where we all learned about all of the equipment and the supplies. So, right. so that, that the family business with just the single store? Yes. Uh, and we grew. And, uh, so. I guess we should tell people on the podcast where we're at. Well, yeah, we're Lakeland, Florida. Uh, the The name of the art company was Sun State Janitorial Products. Um, always in Lakeland? Always in Lakeland. Uh, always on Edgewood Drive, too. Uh, we started in a 1,000-square-foot area, and then it, uh, when we finally sold to uh, Gym Supply, we were having over 7,000 square feet. Um, so how long was that span, Paul? How long did that take? Well, we were in business from mom and dad opened in 77 and of course all the way up to we sold in 2020. So, but so we, grew, we, we grew seven times over 30 years. Yes. Uh, the well, actually, closer to forty years, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was gonna, I just did this quick math. 40, right. forty years. But we we had shipments coming in. We were buying direct. We had trailer uh, by the back warehouses and stacked in, and then of course some some of the paper house companies says, "Look, we'll give you the same price as you buying direct." <laughs> this buy from us, and we'll be your warehouse. So that really helped out. So we were getting shipments every day but that way you weren't having a warehouse but we didn't have to warehouse it exactly so you could warehouse more things that that actually yeah i mean a lot of warehousing is paper in the jan's hand business yeah our showroom was very small it was only like about 600 square feet but uh, and everything was behind that uh, as far as the warehouses 
and people would come in and they didn't realize that we had a lot of items and so we had to start showing more and more or opening up the warehouses more for people to see that we did have the the cups and the plates and the cuttery and now so you became the, the wholesale club kind of era where you kind of throw the warehouse open and let everybody shop warehouse yes and and uh we, we then we start getting into teaching uh doing classes and we actually went to customers areas because we wanted people to know that they this is a true floor you're just not coming into a yeah, on-site education rather exactly. than a pre-described hey i get that being i'm i'm an educator that's yeah i understand that well just like you did the other uh couple weeks ago with uh with ed uh, and i'll be doing board. this holiday weekend too yeah. by the way <laughs> okay I'm good gonna, on monday it's a holiday but i'm going to be out there doing floors with one of the clients because that's exactly what they need so we're talking 40 years later the clients still need exactly the same things paul yes and um that i had a customer calling up uh wanted to do carpets uh the other day and then again, she bought a franchise. No, they did not teach her on anything. She's already spent five hundred dollars on cleaning the carpet by renting a machine at the. Uh, I think. Oh, they'll not uh, say where. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, we get, we get it. And then, uh, so anyway, she came in and says, "Look, nothing, nothing's clean." And she showed me pictures. And said, "Okay, well, this is your options." And. I said, it's a shame that your franchise did not teach you how to do this. Now, think, Paul, here in just a few weeks, you get to forget about all of this. That's right. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> I, I hope so. I, I hope I didn't hand out my personal phone number to too many people. <laughs> I was going to say, now, the time of handing out your personal phone number was a few years ago. Now, wait a minute. Uh, so, 2020, the parents retired? Dad passed away in 2004. Okay. Uh, Mom passed away in 2011. Okay. So uh, Dad was, uh, they, they got a chance to, to enjoy their retirement. Uh, Dad's eyes were, were going, but they did travel to Biloxi a lot. Uh, that was their favorite place to, to go. Interesting. Just to get away. It's only a short drive. It's 10 hours. I mean, it's the, it, it was it was nice for them. So speaking of that, did the family during all of the running the business and everything get to go on family vacations? Or were you, the, you know, the family was the entrepreneur, so nobody left? That's, Which way? That's that's correct. We Once you, just like uh, I warn people when they buy um, their cleaning businesses now, if you don't have somebody to take over for a which you're not going to get a vacation and it's not unusual when you talk to these people that they don't have uh, a day off in three months yeah right uh, and, and so same thing with us the holidays about the family business was the holidays were kind of not as close as it used to be because we're, we're seeing each other every day right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the last thing you want to do on a holiday was have Thanksgiving meal together that's right <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, you know, but the family didn't get to go on vacation trips altogether. No, nothing. So, but in the meantime, we did bring in, um, when Donna was saying I was the, the best boss she ever had. Uh, so, <laughs> so somebody came in and lied for Paul. We didn't catch all of that lie on, 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 on recording. Yeah, I was hoping to, but uh, 
Oh, well, I'll have to bribe somebody else to come in and say that. <laughs> well, there have been a lot of people coming in and out for your retirement party, and I, I see some faces that I recognize and some I don't. And You know, I, I think that's the thing is when you get to this point in a career, how many faces do you remember and how many have we forgot? Yeah, that is a very good point. The main thing is at least my memory hasn't gone. <laughs> so... Uh, I have, uh, that's still very good. So I do remember all these people, but the sad part of that, that uh, you're pointing out, Dave, is I have lost at least six or seven uh, good friends that, that were customers that we became as close as friends as can be. And, of course, you know, through the ages and, and all, they, they are no longer with us, and, and, it, and it's tough. Well, both of you and I have went through some, somewhat similar things here in the last couple of years. Heart attacks, surgery, etc. We're both glad to be here talking with each other. That, that's true. I mean, it's uh, so anybody could have, uh, but I've had a, a number of them of the customers go through with cancer, and, and, that's, and that's a bad thing. And, 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 and like you said, you know, I lost my parents, you've lost yours, uh, we've lost customers, but there's also got to be a highlight in all of those 40 years. You know, so when you yeah, one of those you things know, that no matter what, you'll always remember, right? That's right. And, and, and you go back and you start looking and said, you know, I haven't punched the clock, the time clock in 40-some years. And, I hear you. And I... Didn't have to be at work at that certain time or, or leave at that certain time, even though you were, because that was your business. Yeah, but it was your, it was your choice to be yeah. there. You're, 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 you're right. You know, I thought about that, too. I've never, I can't remember the last time I actually punched a time clock and somebody had to sign off on my hours. Yeah, that, 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 that alone just makes it. And then also working with family, if you did need a day off or something, you're not calling anybody and saying, and arranging it with the office or anything you're just saying hey mom hey dad hey bird i'm, I'm i need tomorrow off i got to do some things okay we'll see you <laughs> take, take but now we had to, we had to give up a lot for those privileges too that's exactly right you did uh, that we of course the phone calls at any time i mean you're on call 24 7 we've already talked about that but that that is true but um, so what's what's that one time in all of those 40 years that you're going to always remember wow can you think of that? Okay, okay, so the retirement's the one you're always going to remember. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness I made it this far. Um, well, I hear that. I, I, yeah, I'm not quite to the retirement part of yeah. my life yet, but I hear that. Yeah, I, you know, working with family is good, and it does have its, its bad times as well. Um, you know, but... Uh, I don't think I'd, uh, I don't think I would change that ever. So anybody's looking to do the still a family business, it's well worth it. Did you ever? I mean, you know, we always got ourselves into a predicament. Okay, I remember. I remember one. I'll just kind of start this off. I remember this one predicament I got into where we were doing a gym floor. It was concrete. They had painted it, and they said we need to put a gym coating on it. And we said we need to remove the paint. It was the longest mistake I'd ever made in my life. I'll never forget it. You got one of those? Usually because we're, we already talked about Johnson's Complete. Well, that thing was like stripping concrete 
it's, it was some of the toughest floor finish to get off. And yes, uh, we had a large job that uh, that we had to do. And they must have had a hundred coats of Johnson's complete. They must have waxed that thing every week. And uh, Stripper was just not going to take it off. <laughs> so the whole area, and I think it was it was offices. So down the hallway and all the offices around all the the desk and everything, razor blades, hands and knees, and we were scraping it up. And that would have, that had to be probably the hardest one that uh, that I can remember. It's funny whenever you talk with somebody about their memories and, and all that, we all go back to our floor story. Yes. that horror floor story, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Just like that, uh, like I said, uh, the first time we were buffing the floor, we didn't even know what that meant, and we're reading it in a in a book. <laughs> so, but we've we've improved. Uh, and that's how that uh, I really like to go out with the customers to show them and to test products. So anytime we would be getting a new product in, I would go out with the customer to test it. And that way I saw for myself, instead of taking somebody's word, how it, how it handled, what it did. And so and to decide if we were going to bring it in or not. So it was this doesn't me. It was also my brother that would take it out with his customers, and then we would make the decision on uh, what to bring in. Yeah, I'm thinking back on this, and your 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 parents had died. It's just you and the brother taking care of it. How did you come to the decision to sell it before retirement? How how did you? I'm curious. We he was my brother uh, Bert is older than I am by two years. Uh, I already had one heart attack. I am. And I wasn't uh, doing real well with some of medical, um, physical checkups. And so, anyways, we were looking at each other, and we figured it was going to take two years to sell. By that time, we would be the retiring age. I would be 65 after the two years or so. And so, um, but... Dutch, the owner of Gym Supply, who we known for okay. all these years. No, well, that's what I was curious. Is you already knew Dutch? So. Yes. Uh, huh. So, anyways, he said he wanted to buy us and uh, and for us to come over and work with him for a while, and that's what we did. So now, how did you know Dutch before? Has that been oh. just a few few months or what? <laughs> no, we uh, we knew Dutch because when we started, we were a there was a uh, product line called Butchers. They were made out of Marlboro, Massachusetts. And we carried them, uh, that line. Well, so did Dutch. <laughs> and, of course, Dutch got his, I think, the business handed down from his father. So right. he'd, he'd been in there. So Dutch was only in business maybe by himself at that point, um, taking over the business only, only a few years before we came in. Now, Dutch was running Gym Supply in Orlando. That's you're correct. running it in Lakeland. And we're running Sun State in Lakeland. Now, so, now, folks, you're listening to the podcast, so what I'm going to tell you is you're only talking about probably an hour yeah. in distance here. That's right, in our, in our drive. Um, but anyways, Dutch had butcher products as well, and that's how we got to know each other. So we've known Dutch, and then, of course, when all the laws came out on uh, 
the safety data sheets, the how much you were allowed to haul in your truck right. without right. The, the cards on there, the, the placards, placard cards, and everything. Well, then that uh, so Things. they were coming up with a whole new system for uh, the cleaning supply place. Uh, Standpack, I believe, was Standpack, yeah. Yeah, and right. so, anyways, to get that software program, you had to go up to. Then again, we went up to Massachusetts. Uh, that's where uh, Standpack was, and um, and so when my sister-in-law and I went up to learn the software program, well, Dutch was there. there too, so. <laughs> and we're talking what these. This is what nineteen nineties. Oh gosh, yeah, that would have to be right around uh, probably eighty nine ninety. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So all those... Uh, yeah, we both went through all of the same history in different yeah. areas of the country, but the history is all the same, right? That's right. And, and and at that time, I mean, they could... If you were not abiding by their the new set of laws, an individual or a small business could be closed just by if you got some nasty uh, inspector or agent. If you didn't have labels on your bottles... right. They could find you $7,000 for each bottle you didn't have a label on. Well, and people think that that's all new stuff, but here we're talking, this was this was happening in the 80s and by the 90s, now that you're talking about. So, you know, we're talking 30 years, 30 years prior, this was, we, we were part of all of that happening. That's right. Even the plaque cards on the, on the vehicles and stuff, oh, you had to have a one, two, three, or four, and you had to have, and then you had to have your sheet of everything in that in that uh, vehicle with yeah, you. Yeah, an MSDS sheet and everything. Yeah. yeah, and before that, you could just do whatever you wanted to. Exactly. And we did. <laughs> yeah, and we did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, so all those things we're learning and, and things, but that's that's no different than any other businesses, I guess. I mean, everybody has oh, that. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, any business been in business for 40 years, you went through all of this kind of history. Uh, right. But you, you and your brother decided to to let the family business go, that had to be hard, even though you were getting to retirement. Well, we, when we had mom and dad, uh, and of course, like I said, they passed away. But before they passed away, we also had a brother working with us. Oh, okay. At fifty-five, he decided to to become a Catholic priest, so he left us at fifty-five years of age. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's, um, but we also had my uh, sister. Working with us for a while. All right, and uh, of course she's she's in her seventies now, so she she had retired a, a lot sooner. And uh, Bert's wife Nancy, my sister in law, she was offered. Uh, she was she went out back to school. I guess in her late forties or early fifties, got her CPA license, and they she was offered a nice um, position at a CPA firm. And so family had us. family had left before, so leaving it wasn't all that tough. No, uh, the only only people left basically were Bert and I, and so, <laughs> the old holdouts. So, and I'm sure he didn't want to stay with me too long. So, so, uh, so we decided to put it up for uh, sale. And well, that, and, bring, and we that, did. that brings up a good point, Paul. Um, when you retire here or in the next uh, week or so. Uh, what is the what is the future? I mean, uh, is Bert going to be you know hooked to your arm? No, thank goodness. No. <laughs> After forty some years seeing him every day and every night, I, I, I no, no more. 
actually, uh, Bert has uh, um, grandchildren, and, he, and, 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 and so we've been in Lakeland all these years since 76, and uh, so, but uh, he, he'll be moving out uh, shortly to be near the grandchildren. Uh, and that's where? I, uh, that's in Jacksonville, so it's oh, okay. not too far. Um, I do have a uh, one sister that used to work with us, still living here. Uh, she's is uh, she's seventy three, seventy four. Um, but my plan is to um, retire and and see if I can get out to the Philippines and retire out there, enjoy the uh, the life out there for a while. Okay, so. The br one brother's in Connecticut. He's in Connecticut. He's a Catholic priest there. And your brother and sister are going to stay here in Florida, and you're going to the Philippines. I'm you. You really yes. want to get away from family? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm the youngest. I've been picked on my whole life. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're, if they want to pick on you now, they got to do it over the phone. Uh, that's right. So, but uh, sadly, we did lose. A sister on Valentine's Day of this year. Um, she was the youngest of the girls. Actually, there were five girls, and then there were five boys. Good old Catholic families. Wow. So the, the the five girls came first, and then the five boys. The last two, they were twins. They died a little bit after birth. So, anyways, so, so you so so you have lost a few of the family. Uh, ten siblings. Yes. There's how many left? I, I was losing count, Paul. Yeah, well, no doubt. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the youngest of the girls just died on Valentine's Day of this year. Uh, the twins, they were born after me. Uh, they died a little bit after birth. Oh. So another reason why uh, the Catholic family and pro-life, uh, they wanted to abort the babies. They knew they weren't going to live. Uh, Mom's life was also in jeopardy at that point, so the doctors asked, uh, asked her to make it abort the babies, and that was a big hell no from a good old Catholic mom. Mm -hmm. She goes, you're not going to kill my babies, even though they had no chance of survival. Right. But they did live for about a few hours, so just give, just give the babies a chance, people. Well, you know, there are stories like this that uh, everybody has in their background, some closer than others. Uh, that's what uh, makes life, and I guess that's why you and I can appreciate life sitting here today. Yes. And uh, Okay, so I, I'm, I'm going I'm to jump to this Philippines thing. Yes. Okay, I, I, I want to know why in the world of all the places on the planet, after 40 years in the cleaning business with family tied to you, why are you moving? Why the Philippines of all places? Well, the, I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I, I'm that's, nosy, that's folks. no problem. I, I, I um, I'd be. I'll, I'll tell you the truth right off the bat. Okay, right, hey, that's, that's good. That's good. We're getting some truth now. I, I find Asian women more attractive than than anything. I love the long black hair and in uh, in a. The darker skin type. So the old man uh, still has yeah, something to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least the eyes are still working. Yeah, okay, all right. Hey, now we're not going to, it's a family show here. We're not going to talk about everything else. I don't want that much to Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, uh, but no, and of course the Philippines is uh, less expensive to, to live. Uh, the cost of living is, is lower. 
they speak English, uh, not everybody, of course, but they do uh, speak English. Uh, it's good to go to some place where you can communicate. That's right, and but the cost of living is it was the main thing. I'm out of here. We're back at the Philippines, right, Dave? I, the um, of course, warm weather. There's, it is going to be a culture change. So I mean, there, there's going to be some changes. No well, doubt. you're not. You're you're retiring. You're not dying. That's right. I mean, you got to have a little bit of a challenge. That's uh, that's true. You got you got a new woman. You got new culture. You got new language. Uh, I mean, yeah, th- yeah. yeah. And if uh, and if it uh, don't like it, then fly back home. <laughs> oh no! Now wait a minute. You're, you're not going to the Philippines with all of this and thinking you're going to come back. Yeah, yeah. They may not let me back. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the Philippines. Uh, there are less expensive countries to move to that are that are open uh, for the unvaccinated. Um, but uh, so uh, that's my delay right now for the Philippines. You have to be vaccinated to enter the country. Uh-huh. So that is a dilemma that I hope they will change because most of the other Asian countries around them have dropped all that. Uh, well, you know, we're, we're in that time of our society where all of these rules have come and gone and some change and some don't. But, you know, uh, that's. Now these are your worries for now on, not whether the floor's got 15 coats of finish and whether the liners came in on time. That's correct. And, Set you uh, to the way of life and retirement now that you That's right. Now I don't have to worry about that customer calling and saying, hey, where's our stuff? Or they they gave me the wrong liners or uh, this one's leaking and... You know, can you fix this now? <laughs> so, so how long do you think it's going to be before the nightmares of those things come? You know, fade? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, it, it's funny because it, this past week when when they approached me to, to ask me if uh, September 9th would be a good day for me to retire, uh, it, it's been sleepless nights. I mean, you know, all these all these thoughts keep on coming back through all the all the phone calls and everything that we talked about from. From people calling up on the weekends and, and things like that. I don't know. I'm hoping I get out of my system because <laughs> it, uh, it it's 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 going to be it's going to be quite different. Now your body has to change and slow down instead of go 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 go. Well, you know, I know we're you know we're in Florida and, and they call it the retirement state, and neither one of us have retired up to now. You are now at that point, so uh, you know I might have to get hold of you in a year from now and find out. <laughs> How long did it take for those nightmares to go away? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, uh, how long did that for you, Bert? That night. <laughs> that night. <laughs> well, folks, uh, you, you can't see this, but Bert and his brother's in the background over here, and Bert says, uh, you, you, you'll, you'll forget real quick. Yeah. You'll forget real quick. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that, uh, and I think this is the uh, hardest thing for Bert as well as myself because we were in business the, the, the 40 years, and, and you're and, and you're going to have this relate to this as well a lot of these customers have became basically family oh yeah i understand uh, that and so you still want them taken care of you still want their problems not to be too uh ecstatic you still want the right products to them you still want them to know that uh if if, if the product isn't working have a solution talk to somebody at the at the store or uh even now, a, a couple of customers. All right, yeah. Take care. Bye-bye now. Uh, so, 
you still want their business to go, even though you're retiring, you still want their business and their life to go as easy as possible because they have become family to you. And uh, that's a nice thing about it. And that's a hard thing that you're going to have to let go more than anything. I would just think to myself, it sounds like for Paul Noe here in retirement, here in the 1st of September, the hardest part is going to be letting family go. And we're not talking immediate family. That's correct. Uh, These customers, I mean, like we talked about earlier, was the one that had passed away. Now we're talking about the ones that are still working and still going to have all these problems facing them. And I'm going to be sitting back having a, soaking up the sun somewhere. That's going to be the hardest part of, of, of the next year. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, don't, don't call me because we'll, we'll just lie to you and tell you everything's okay. Yeah, everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the hard part and all. Well, folks, I don't know how we go. How do you close out a retirement interview? I've never done one before, so I guess I just have to say good luck. Well, thank you very much, and I, I just want to say thank to all the people out there uh, for over the last forty some years that I've that I've that, that I've been in this business. So, and of course to to Dutch and his son Paul for for everything, and then uh, Bobby Zagers uh, for teaching us some things over here and David and for you and I wish I had a chance to sit through some of your classes because I think uh, you don't need any of that knowledge now (laughs) but but then I would have to do the podcast I think (laughs) but yes thank you David so folks we've been talking with Paul Noy here at his retirement party you probably have heard all of the commotion in the background a lot of people coming in and out and uh, I've monopolized his time instead of letting him talk with all of them because we want to make sure that you can hear all of this and those people will still have contact with you but we're not going to give you you know normally at the end of a podcast we give you contact information and all that you don't get that on this podcast because Paul doesn't want to hear from you he does want to be well incognito now that's right so yeah i mean moving all the way to the philippines i I guarantee you that he doesn't want to be talked to about cleaning anyway folks we know that paul was born in in, uh uh, pennsylvania pittsburgh and we also know he spent his life in florida yes you know what we do know he's retiring to the philippines but his end of life hasn't ended now the reason i go through all of that Usually at the end of our podcast, if you heard them before, I usually ask what's on your bucket list, but I already know. It's Philippines. Now, the other thing we always say on the end of the podcast is make sure that you keep that journey healthy, positive, and proactive. I think Paul's got it all laid out. Thank you very much. Sure do.